Here at The Brighter Ministry, we want to liberate, encourage, and bless you on your journey, but nothing we share is meant to be medical advice. Please find your own healthcare professionals to guide you in your decision-making. Is mental illness something that occurs only in the brain? Does mental illness mean you're possessed, or do you just have a lot of emotional baggage that you need to deal with in counseling? When we get our doctrine right, these questions are very easy to answer. So let's talk about it. In this world, we face hard things. For some of us, the hardest stuff exists within ourselves, as we or someone we know grapples with mental illness. We believe there's great hope and power in the gospel of Christ, and that this hope and power can defeat all darkness, even the most eluding and treacherous kinds. If you've ever wondered where God could be in all of the loneliness, confusion, and difficulty, stick around. Here, we share practical and spiritual truths from the Bible and our own lives to help you navigate through whatever you may be facing. We believe that wherever you are in your journey, Jesus can make it brighter. All right, welcome back to the Brighter Podcast. <laughs> I'm Steph, and I'm here with my co-host, Laura. Hello. Uh, here to talk about mental illness in the context of the gospel. Really mm-hmm. excited. Uh, last episode, we shared just some fundamentals, breaking out what the gospel is. What mental health is. Why and how they can go together, what that kind of means for our daily life a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it's hard to really get into some like specifics in such a short time. So these first episodes were just kind of, you know, blowing out those main, main concepts. And, uh, you know, hopefully as we get further in, we can spend more time answering kind of specific things that apply to our life. I mean, even today we're, we're going to answer some kind of heavy questions. Yeah. Yeah. So today, today we're talking about um, the doctrine of really of salvation and Mm -hmm. uh, what we know as threefold salvation. So how we experience God's saving grace for us in our spirit, soul, and body. And uh, Laura, you always mentioned like a holistic approach. Yeah. It's in in the secular world, we call it a holistic approach, the bio, psycho, social approach. look at uh, our beings we're not just physical bodies right we have souls and spirits and yeah that's right so we highly recommend um if you're not familiar with this teaching but you are you have been walking with god for a while you kind of know your bible a bit uh this is a good teaching for you um if you want to really dive in and get kind of the 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 theological references Mm -hmm. and hear the the in-depth teaching that uh, Howard Katz gave uh, years ago. Uh, This is one that he referenced all the time when he was teaching. So uh, if you don't know, Howard Katz was the founder of Open Door Christian Fellowship. Which is where we attend. Yeah, we're a ministry of Open Door here at the Brighter Podcast. Um, Howard, you know, passed away last year. However, he... uh, All of his teachings are available online. Yeah, Uh, so this one is is a really good one to... Yeah. listen to yeah we'll link it in the show notes um and uh if you you know even if you don't know where our show notes are or whatever you can just go to odcf.ca uh there's a search bar type in 
threefold salvation. salvation. Uh, it should come up. Uh, I think it was from 20, I want to say 2013, but I might be wrong on that. So, but y- you'll see it right away probably. Yeah. It's, it's quite easy to find. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Um, so I think a lot of people understand salvation as Christians. It means that you've received new life in Christ and it impacts your everything. It impacts yep. how you live, what you believe, uh, how you experience uh, God's presence in your life. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes uh, we don't know, and I certainly didn't know until I started coming to Open Door, that uh, we're made in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And that actually... Uh, has a huge implication for our salvation because God saves us in our spirit, in all three, in our soul and in our body. That's right. And uh, something that uh, Howard taught that I always thought was so intriguing was uh, a picture of the temple in the Old Testament. Or yeah, otherwise you can also call it the tabernacle. It's the, it's the place where uh, Israelites liked to they they liked to go there <laughs> like God it was a club no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was the place where where God instructed uh, his people to to build it basically yeah. so that he could have a place to dwell on earth since they were separated because of sin. Yeah. Uh, he wanted a place where his presence could dwell and they could uh, basically connect with him in some way. So uh, the tabernacle, as it's often called, uh, less <laughs> the way Howard put it, it was, I loved this. When God made the earth and all of creation, there's a, there's like one chapter on that yeah. in the Bible. When God instructed his people to make the tabernacle, there's like it's 13, there's 13 chapters of instruction, <laughs> like detailed instruction for us to kind of just gloss over that and not consider its importance. We'd be so missing out yeah. on something. So it's clear that, that God was like, hello, look at, I'm really focusing on this. Yes. So and maybe he, <laughs> he was trying to reveal some truths and, and, you know, we know now later on in history that, uh, a lot of what was designed in the tabernacle represented our walk and our relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus. And Jesus came and fulfilled a lot of that. So we don't need a tabernacle. We don't need a temple to connect with God anymore. Uh, Thankfully we have Jesus. Jesus shedding his blood. He, he is the way that we connect with God. But if you look at the tabernacle, the actual physical layout, how God wanted it designed, uh, it does represent from the inside out, our spirit, soul, and body on the inside is something called the the most holy place or the yeah. holy of holies. Uh, then there's the holy place. That's kind of where the priests would do their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the outer courts. And that's where kind of people could enter in and um, sort of the connection to the outside yeah. world. And so we're giving like a really brief snapshot yeah. of oh, this. Oh, yeah. Definitely you can find this teaching and, uh, and you can have your socks blown off. Yeah. Uh, and get about a zillion scripture references <laughs> for you to, to really look at this. But we're just trying to kind of blow out the main concepts here so we can talk about the application to our lives. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're saved in our spirit, in our soul, and in our body. And I think something that we can, uh, that is really important is just admitting that we are three in one. Mm. Uh, Often when we talk about mental illness in our culture, like the secular discussion, it's kind of this, it's called a biomedical model where it's sort of just, you are a biological person. You have something wrong with your chemical 
makeup in your brain that requires medication for you to be okay. And I think as a physical person, seeing that God made us in the body, that's true to an extent. To a degree, yeah. But we are also a soul. Yeah. We are also a spirit. Well, and it's like comparing, we're not robots. Like we have, we each have personalities and likes and dislikes and ways that we interpret the world and experiences that are yeah. different from another um so yeah so in our soul that's where a lot of this work happens that's um you know we experience salvation in our soul when we come to Christ it's the part of us that is slowly made more and more like God mm-hmm. so uh, you know this is a, a good way to look at this is you look at two different souls walking the earth one has just come to Christ uh receive salvation in their spirit, their new creation. Uh, they're, they've got a place in the heavenly realms set out for them because they've received Jesus. Mm-hmm. But they're still a mess because they've never devoted any part of their life to God yet. They they're still, still living. They're still living their, their, their regular sinful lifestyle. They maybe just don't know how God wants them to live. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're just at the very beginning. Yeah. So on the outside, and certainly when you interact with that person, it's they're just not going to seem very Jesus to you. Right. <laughs> Whereas you, you talk to someone who's also received salvation. They have a place in the heavenly realms with set apart for them. They've received Christ. But they've spent 45 years daily walking with God and daily, you know, understanding his scriptures, uh, devoting themselves to him, forgiving when when they have wrongdoing against them, mm. you know, submitting their finances to God, submitting their relationships to God, uh, serving and blessing and, and really walking out in what God has called them to and over time, that person will just look very different than than, than someone who's not. A. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and certainly they'll look very, very different than they did at the start of their at the start of their journey. Yeah, uh, I know I do. I I've been <laughs> I came to Christ when I was uh, fourteen. Yep. and I was a total mess. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home, and there's definitely periods of my time where I was not just walking as a as a Christian. Yeah, um, and it shows. And years, yeah, totally. You can see the decisions yeah. I was making and the things I was doing, and yeah. So there is a uh, there is a part of us that we can receive the free gift of salvation, but in our soul, there's also work for us to do. Yeah, there's, which we need to choose to do daily. That's right. And then in our body, we receive salvation only when we die and we enter heaven, and we receive glorified bodies. Perfect. Pain-free. Pain-free, illness-free, affliction-free, and we will have perfect bodies. The way that God made creation to start, Mm -hmm. we'll have that and experience that for all of eternity. Um, So that's something that happens later. So when you receive Christ in your spirit, that's something that's happened in the past. Yeah, you're you're saved, you're justified, you have a place in heaven. In your soul, that's something that's happening daily. That's yeah. that's like a current events thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the future, there's we a have future, past, present, and future. That's right. And then in the future, we've got uh, when we enter heaven, and we all will enter heaven for those of us who love God. Uh, you can look forward to that, mm-hmm. to not having affliction in your body. Yeah. So when we when we look at our mental health in that framework, it does change kind of some of our conclusions, some of the ways that we maybe will walk out treatment or walk out kind of 
our own beliefs. And I think for myself, I just spent so much time as a young Christian and, and a new um, person experiencing mental illness, just condemning myself. Yeah. Just completely blaming myself for everything that was going on, feeling that, you know, I was experiencing depression because I wasn't praying enough or because yeah. I was, uh, you know, not believing and not having enough faith. And I didn't want to take medication. I didn't want any kind of external relief because I felt like the onus it was, was you. I felt like it was all on me. Yeah. Whereas when we look at this kind of whole picture of how God made us, there is an element in our body. There is an element in our soul. And um, certainly we, we walk around in a spiritual realm. So we can't, yeah. we can't say that that's not part of it either. Um, so definitely go check out Howard's teaching. Um, listen to it for yourself. It's a great way to understand uh, the Bible for yourself once you really get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's walk through some of the practical applications of this. Yeah. And and certainly these are questions that, that we've asked ourselves in our own journeys. Uh, some of you have shared them with asked, us asked us we've yeah since we've launched the podcast you've asked us these questions and uh, these are questions that I've heard lots of people ask um over the course of their own journeys and thankfully I was able to kind of chat with some of them and, and share some hope with them mm-hmm. and and point them this way because it's a great way to understand this so our our first question is is mental illness something that occurs only in the brain yeah so this is that biomedical model model. (laughs) yeah (laughs) say it with me (laughs) uh okay so i'm gonna mention carol dr caroline leaf Mm. uh she is someone who she's a christian woman you can find her on instagram and she's got her own podcast uh she's uh from south africa and she has been studying she's a neurologist uh and has been studying the uh, sorry, neuroscientists. She's been studying the connection between the mind and the brain, the physical brain, and our experience as a soul, basically. And the connection between the physical and what we experience in our thoughts and everything. And mm. it's so interesting. I just have to Very. say, you know, when we look at spirit, soul, body, we know it's not just physical. That's yeah. the answer right there. We know it's not just something that yeah. occurs so in your brain. So our answer is no, it's not just in the brain. Yes. However, it is something that does occur in your brain in part. Yep. And understanding the connection is can be important. So check out her resources. She talks a lot about how, you know, if you know anything about neuroscientists, you know or neuroscience, you know that when you have thoughts and you learn things, it creates uh, neural pathways in your brain, which create patterns. And over time, if you follow those same patterns over and over and over, they get solidified. They get really, really strong. Like almost stuck in your thinking. So So let's say you have have really harmful thinking, like I'm no good, nobody loves me, uh, I shouldn't even be here, I don't deserve to be alive. If you're thinking those things, Sometimes those can be passing thoughts for any person who might be discouraged. But mm-hmm. if you're thinking that over and over again and you're starting to look at your life through that lens, well, those, you're just strengthening those neural pathways yep. in your brain are being caused by your thoughts. And, you know, thankfully, Dr. Caroline Leaf believes that you can actually change the physical, yep. which we call neuroplasticity. There you go. Hey, throwing out some big words. So, so which is the, the belief that you can over time rework those neural pathways uh, yeah those beliefs those thoughts that have become so strong and um that kind of brings us to our other question of 
that's why it is helpful to do things like counseling um, yes. because it helps to break down those beliefs and it challenges those beliefs. And patterns. Yeah. And so you may be someone who has come from like a healthy kind of base, but then something happens and something something's introduced to you and you start thinking some kind of pattern or you start using in some kind of pattern mm. like you know alcohol becomes yeah. a de- com- yeah. becomes a default for you well that becomes a, p- a physical pattern in your body that right. your, that your body adapts to yeah you feel the stress then your your body starts to crave that the response that response right your yeah. behavior yeah and, yeah and your body will adapt to it much like our body adapts to to lots of other good things like yeah. diet changes and and in our next episode, we are going to talk about, um, you know, mental health versus mental illness and, and what it means for our own responsibility and in, in our own mental health journey. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, you know, it's not something that occurs just in your brain. We know we're made spirit, soul, body. We know there's yeah. more going on. Laura, you said already we get we get questions about counseling, you know, is is someone mentally ill because they just didn't deal with their emotional baggage from childhood or otherwise? Yeah. Do we want to answer that question a little bit more and then we'll yeah, get we to might the next as, one? We might as well since we're kind of on the topic. Yeah. So th- this idea is kind of, it's, it's almost opposite to the, to the first one because it would be referring to mental illness, mental health challenges only being in our soul, but we know that it, we just talked about it can also be in our body too so it isn't it's not like we have mental illness just because of emotional because we've we've chosen to focus on all the hard and bad right it's not it's not just that it can be a component totally yeah exactly um but there is yeah a bigger a bigger picture um we when we were discussing this and planning this uh episode out because some people have asked you know is it okay to get counseling as a Christian? Mm. Uh, should your counselor... Do they have be, to be a Christian? Does your counselor have to be a Christian? Uh, legitimate questions. And certainly if you're if you're considering counseling, the answer is yes. <laughs> the Bible... We, we didn't even bother putting yes in a reference. Not yes to counseling. Yeah. Yes to get counseling. The, the If you just read Proverbs... We oh, looked, yeah. We it looked like, at that. Like get counseling. <laughs> it's like wise... Surround yourself with wise counselor. Uh, wise counselors. There's victory having a wise counsel around you. You know, you can go into battle and wage a war, but the victory will belong to those with wise counsel. Yep. So it's that's counsel that's the same thing it's yeah. it's surrounding yourself and certainly in the body of Christ we can have wise counsel with older believers and and more mature believers who are discipling us mm-hmm. and and walking alongside us in life that counts as wise counsel yeah uh, it can also be a good friend who's willing to pray for you and and point out your sin maybe or or help you walk through something or encourage you when you are feeling down yeah but it's also there's also an added benefit to receiving professional counseling sometimes. Yep. Someone who's outside of your of your regular life. Who has a really good understanding of, like uh, Caroline Leaf, who it would be great if she could be our counselor. But <laughs> um, somebody who has spent a lot of time understanding mental health and understanding... Or addictions. Yep. Family life. The regular yeah. difficulties. Relationships. And the toll and it takes. Yeah. Um, so we... We believe that it doesn't, your counselor doesn't have to be Christian. 
there's a caveat here and that's yes. and that's that we we both understand both of us have been in counseling on and off for years yeah I've had Christian counselors I've had yeah. counselors who were not Christian and the good counselors for me were the ones that really respected me for what I was saying. Yeah. You know, treated me with empathy and were really experienced in the area that I was facing like addictions. I've also uh, had an experience that was very difficult involving, you know, going through court with some family, Mm -hmm. uh, some trauma that happened. So for me in that time, my counselor was not a Christian, but But she still, but very still effective. very effective at helping me to problem solve yeah. the way I was seeing my circumstances. And another huge important thing is she respected my Christianity. She, exactly. re- she respected my faith. Never once did she challenge my context of belief and my and how I saw God and in, in my daily life, mm-hmm. she supported it, even though she didn't share it. Yeah. So if you certainly if you have a Christian counselor, they might not be that great for you if they're not a good fit. But yeah. also if you have a non-Christian counselor, they're not a good fit for you if they, if they don't respect your faith. Yeah. And I was going to, uh, I think of too, even within Christianity, you have so many different opinions, so many different beliefs. So if, you know, I might say I'm a Christian, the next person says they're a Christian, but we could really not see eye to eye on a lot of things. So just because someone is advertising as a Christian counselor doesn't necessarily mean that it's an automatic connection or an automatic positive relationship. That's right. Yeah. You kind of have to feel that out. Yeah. And, and having wise counsel is part of working out our salvation and our soul. Mm. So, you know, submitting ourselves to God's, God's call on us in our daily life listening to the Holy Spirit's prompting in our life, reading the Bible and applying it in our life, uh, believing wholeheartedly in what the word says. These are all components in our soul that impact yeah. our mental health. Uh, wise counsel is one of them. So yep. let's jump to the next question. Um, it's a big one. This is a big one and certainly one that that we're not going to answer lightly, but that we do kind of want to answer confidently. And uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but we just want to touch on this. Uh, what's the question? (laughs) Does mental illness mean you're possessed? Yeah, this is one that's, this, this question can be framed a few different ways. Someone asked me, you know, is a mentally ill person possessed or does it mean the devil's, you know, living, living in them or that they're listening to demons or, you know, I think let's answer the question really briefly and then we'll kind of explore a little bit more on why this question might be asked Mm. or where someone might be coming from if they're wondering about this. Yeah. And we can kind of address that a little bit and just bring some peace. Uh, So what's the answer to this? Yeah. So to put it like really simple, potentially yes. But with that, so we do believe and we see in the Bible that demon possession does exist. Um, but we're not zeroing in on mental illness as demon possession. Like it's not like mental illness equals demon possession. Yes. So yeah. one reference we'll give, and you can certainly explore this passage. It's also in Luke, but in the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, uh, there's an example where Jesus ministers to a man uh, who is demon possessed. 
and yeah. uh, liberates him, frees him. However, if you just observe the behavior that's written about this man who's demon possessed, and you you think of how he's acting, you know he's he's walking and cutting himself, cutting him, yeah, day and night. He's crying out. No one can restrain him. Uh, and then you were to walk, say downtown, you may see uh, similar. Some, you may see someone exhibiting those same behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may think, well, that sounds like the guy who's demon possessed in book the of, book of Mark yeah. is, is this person I'm seeing on the street demon possessed. And th- the answer could be yes. Yep. And, uh, that's our answer to that question. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, we know, we know that this kind of thing happens. However, there's some implications to, to understanding this question. Yeah. Um, first of all, if you think that someone, you know, or you yourself are experiencing demonic affliction, the first thing to do is just pray, ask God to join you in your, in, mm. in your struggle, uh, in your facing of this circumstance. Uh, we also just say, you know, find uh, your pastor or an elder in your church, your local church body. Yep. If you don't have a local church body, get a local church body. You know, find a, a, a church that's meaningful to you that believes and teaches the Bible, and look for the counsel. There's that word again. Look for the counsel mm. of uh, a really mature believer who's been walking with God for years and years, who has a, a strong understanding of the Bible, or find a couple of them and yep. get them together. Ask them to pray for you, or if you're not allowed because we're you're in a lockdown, <laughs> get on a Zoom with them. On the phone, get on the yep. phone, pray together, ask for wisdom. Uh, the Bible says that whoever asks for wisdom will receive wisdom from God. That's in the Book of James. So God's gonna God's gonna walk you through your circumstance, mm-hmm. and certainly, our the deliverer is Jesus. Jesus yeah. delivers. At the, at the end of the day, regardless if it is demon possession or not, if a person Jesus. is, is if, if, if a person is afflicted. Uh, they can receive deliverance from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a physical illness, we believe Jesus can deliver from physical illness either today or, you know, when you enter the gates of heaven, he'll mm-hmm. deliver you from your, from your affliction and he can deliver from uh, demonic possession as well. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the question uh, and, and talk a little bit about people asking this question. So uh, you mentioned before, Laura, our understanding of mental illness. Right. So mental illness is so broad, so broad. Um, So what one mental illness looks like, another mental illness looks completely different, especially from one person to another. And the severity. Yeah. Can range. Exactly. Yeah. So demon possession might it might look similar to mental illness, um, but a lot of them, a lot of mental illnesses don't look like demon possession. No. I would say. And and maybe someone is asking this question because they don't know a lot about mental illness. Right. Yeah. And they don't know that it's not just schizophrenia yeah, and Yeah, they only know, exactly, they only know those cases, severe you know, stra- cases. Think of someone in a straight jacket or someone crying out and cutting themselves or someone on the street. Yeah. Uh, Which are sometimes not even a result of mental illness. That can even be a result of drug use. Yeah. Um, and that c- person could not even have a mental illness. Drug, drug-induced psychosis. Yep. That's what it's called. Yeah. So there's that you might not be understanding mental illness in its full spectrum mm-hmm. uh, but also 
I, I think of original sin when I think of this question because we are always, when we look for answers, we are always tempted <laughs> by the knowledge of good and evil. Again, like uh, the original sin was Adam and Eve wanting to be like God. Yeah. The serpent lied to them and said, God doesn't want you to eat this because it'll make you like him mm-hmm. and you'll be like God. And that sounded great to them. And certainly yeah. that sounds great to us sometimes. And we want to be like, we, God. we want, want to have, know. we want to know the answers. We want to have this, uh, this all knowing kind of look on things. And, uh, and if you're asking this question because you just want to be able to quickly in your mind comment yes or no that a person is possessed, well, I just pray that God frees you from that mm-hmm. and that the temptation is removed because that knowledge does not give us hope. Uh, we can't do anything right. good with that. Right. You know, certainly it's, it's good to be wise, but ultimately our hope is not in having the answers. Our hope is in knowing God who does. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we can humble ourselves and say, Lord, in this life, we are never going to get it perfect. You are always making us more like you. You're always adjusting us, growing us. When we submit ourselves to you, you're so faithful to just take whatever we can lay before you and make it beautiful and good and more like Jesus. And that's why we need him. That's why we need him. And we need him more than we need the answers to our questions. And that can be hard to swallow if you are in a moment where the answer to your question just seems like all you need right? Or you're wondering if you need to take medication or if you need to talk to someone about what they're experiencing or you need to know what to do where you're at. Even if you, even if you don't know and you're not going to know maybe for a little while, you can still have hope and peace knowing that you have God with you. Mm -hmm. And in this lifetime, there's never, ever going to be that perfection that we seek because, because, well, we still live in a fallen world. We still live in a fallen world. Yeah. And our hope is in our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and the coming reconciliation of all things. When he makes all things new, all things good, all things pure. And certainly in those moments, we won't be wondering. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think true. when we get to sometimes I, when I was a little kid, I used to think, and I didn't, I didn't know God. I didn't know the Bible. When I was a little kid, I used to think, when I get to heaven... I'm going to ask all these questions. Yeah. No, you're probably (laughs) just going to be amazed and overwhelmed by God's presence. That's right. Not not at all thinking like, hey, Mac, then like, we're not going to care. Yeah, (laughs) no. We're going to be, we're going to be rejoicing that we're not living that life anymore. That's right. And we're just going to be basking in the glory of Jesus. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, these things are trivial in the light of eternity. And I'm not trying to make light of anyone's circumstances. I've certainly been in the thick of it myself with psychosis, yeah. with, with some of these, these life-threatening components. Mm. Uh, but the, the real truth is, is ultimately our hope is in Christ and all of our sufferings on earth are light and momentary yeah. when we compare them to the glory of God. Amen. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, like we said, check out Howard's Threefold Salvation teaching. Um, we certainly want you guys to be equipped for yourselves. Read the Bible yourself. Read that chapter in Mark 5. 
uh, it's one through 20 yourself, uh, pray, ask God to show you. If you got questions, ask God to show you. But ultimately, you can just rejoice, worship alongside us, mm-hmm. and all the angels in heaven just basking in the glory of God. He's good, and uh, and we need him. And yeah. we can we can rejoice because we have him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. We'll, we'll chat with you guys in the next one. Next episode, we're talking about mental health versus mental, mental illness, illness, what it means for our daily life, uh, why we need to know the difference. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.